Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive. Uh, And then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away, no minimum listenership, start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Hello and welcome to an emergency schooner pod. I'm Bobby Howard here with Jameson Maxwell. Jameson, it's finally happened. We've been waiting on this news for quite a while. Um, we have to talk about it. Uh, everyone has been wanting us to talk about it, I'm sure. But it, but it's time to just get into action. David Ogawoga be aside with OU. The biggest news uh, easily of the OU offseason, clearly. Oh my goodness, we've been saying and botching his name for so long. We claim to be a last name podcast, but we are nowhere close to this guy's last name. I think I think I talked about this last time, it's like Oogwebu or something, but I, no. Uh-uh. There's, it's we're a way, it's not a Woga. I think it's a way, it's not a Woga, but still, we're, we're, going, we're sticking with Wogaboo. But yeah, Grinch went in in his first in-home visit, and he's one for one, 100% on in-home visits on getting commits. He was pretty much a guarantee we were going to get him. It was just a matter of time. And we still have one outstanding eye out there. So we've got a lot going on with recruiting, even though it's kind of a dead period with OU football. Yeah, so I mean, so much for Grinch being a poor recruiter. But, um, yeah, I guess we also got, you know, I don't know, some backup quarterback, uh, Hurts. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I remember seeing him yeah. out there. That, that's kind of cool. But, you yeah, know, we're just kidding with you. Like, this gets news, obviously the biggest thing to talk about. Uh, and while I've, I, I don't know how I, I, I'm excited because I think he's an upgrade over Kendall, but he's clearly been kind of spotty over, over his, uh, tenure at Alabama. Um, Jameson, what was your first kind of reaction hearing that we're, uh, getting hurts and as that process is kind of moving on, uh, how do you think he'll fit into Lincoln Riley's system? Yeah, I just, it was just like, there it is. I, I was so stunned by the amount of Twitter press, I guess you could call it that just had no betting odds for Jalen Hurts to OU whenever he obviously had been reported that he had made a visit here. Uh, it, it, I, I, I made anyone with a brain sees that Jalen Hurts visits, Austin Kendall is in the transfer portal. We have one left quarterback on scholarship, pretty much. Of course he's going to come to OU, and it's going to be great. But I said this at the beginning of the season with Kyler, and it kind of didn't do as well. I was like, don't expect him to be Baker. Now, Kyler wasn't Baker, but he was pretty dang close with his Heisman. I think this whole three Heisman in a row thing is just kind of an easy thing to put out there. Um, I don't think he's Heisman caliber, but I think he's going to be very good for us, and I trust very much in Lincoln to make him turn into a good quarterback to a great quarterback. Yeah, I think the Heisman thing's a little overblown right now. It's, I mean, it's understandable, the hype, because Hurts... People people kind of discount him because he got his job taken by two uh, two Tonga Yeah, why am I always bad? With, I, I I always try to be too good at the t- at Tua's last name. Um, 
Tagovailoa. Ta- yeah, it's Tagovailoa. I keep wanting to do the Tagovailoa. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Tua. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everyone talks about how you know he lost his job to Tua and all this stuff, and you know how he his passing wasn't that great at times. But really, I, I, I think he has a has a pretty big upside. His passing improved his final uh, final season in Alabama in this in this past year. Granted, he was beating up on teams who you know were down thirty, you know, were down thirty at the time in the third quarter. But um, I think Hurts in the right system. Uh, you can tell that he can really step it up. Look at him whenever he played with Lane Kiffin. Um, I mean, the offense is fantastic. Uh, I wouldn't say it's Kyler level by any means. I don't think he's Baker level even. Uh, but he's the perfect buffer between between Kyler and uh, perfect buffer between Kyler and Radler. Who there are there are a lot of Gooners on Twitter and Facebook, mainly Facebook, because that's where they you know kind of live and cultivate. Um, talking about we don't need Hertz, we got Radler. I'm like freshmen don't usually pan out like okay. this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this whole like. Oh, they pro- Rattler was promised that they're not bringing in a transfer quarterback. If that's just people taking one headline and running with it, if you would have actually read the article, a lot of people are this this generation likes to read headlines and likes to read just a couple words and then take with it what they want. Read the article and they realize that he's talking about Justin Fields and not talking about a Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts coming in is not going to impact Spencer Rattler at all. Do the people who think that he can come in and be our starting quarterback is, I it's possible, but that's just silly. That's not what Lincoln Riley is going to want. He love he's enamored with Spencer Rattler. He went as far to deny Justin Fields coming into this system. But you need another more depth. First of all, you can't just have him and Mordecai. That, yeah. And second no. of all, you need old you need an older, experienced guy and. And Rattler's very skilled, but he isn't in, he's not that. And he needs a year to sit behind and get his red shirt. He'll be coming in late. And that's another thing for what people don't understand. He's coming in June. Do you know how hard it is to come and turn around in June compared to these guys that are already on campus and come in January? Yeah, that's that's that only is, three months to get, get get the system down, especially as a quarterback. You can't just plug and play a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's different whenever you get guys on the defensive side, but this is a quarterback. You don't want to just willy-nilly put him out there. I I think it's silly. I think it's lazy on a lot of the people, and and really what it is is just a lot of people getting views and likes on Twitter. Yeah, I I think a lot of people were translating uh, the um, they were de- they were definitely translating it as like an all transfer quarterback thing when. You know, I think I think part of that's on, not on. It's not Spencer's fault that he said it like that. But I, I think you know when they're talking about Fields, he was just like, he was just trying to say Fields wasn't going to be coming because he he Ooh, was yeah, and he didn't want to say yeah. And um, on the day of the uh, announcement of Hertz, uh, Josh McQuistion of of Sooner Scoop, I, fantastic work uh, from him. Uh, he got to talk to Radler, and he said he was excited to have him on. Uh, and excited to compete against him, which honestly, I, I like a guy who wants to go and take that spot uh, beca- because you want you want competition. You want to even if you kind of know that you probably won't get that starting quarterback spot. You want you want your guy to think that he can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Spencer's one thing we've admired about him through this whole recruiting process is one, he's been a long time OU commit. And he's very dedicated to OU. And two, he's a very mature guy. 
he yes, he was kicked out of school and for unknown reasons, but that's that's a different kind of mature. Uh, y'all can all speculate of why he was kicked out of school for y'all who know, but uh, he's very mature on the football field, and he accepts competition. As a quarterback, it, it's kind of the opposite of Tate Martell. If I'm Tate Martell and I'm sitting at Ohio State and Justin Fields comes in, I'm saying I'm going to go beat him out. I know this system better. Spencer Rattler says, okay, I've got a Jalen Hurts coming in. I want to compete against him. And if I actually win the job, I truly deserved it. I'm not just going to take something that's just free. I need to work for it, and he understands that. And and if he doesn't win the starting job, he understands that it's still a best-case scenario because you get to learn under one of the most – it's kind of weird to say, but he's one of the most like successful quarterbacks in the um, recent college football because of his experience, even though he was a backup. Starting as a true freshman in Alabama – in that scheme and going to the national championship is truly special. Well, yeah, he's definitely the most experienced and most most weathered quarterback in college football, probably to this point right now. Ever, uh, he's a, I think the first quarterback to go to three national championships and play in all three. Obviously, didn't uh, didn't play all the way in two of them, but um, but yeah, uh, in two of them. <laughs> that that actually that's pretty funny. Nice little <laughs> wordplay there in two of them. <laughs> Yeah, but but the thing is, I, I think he has a lot of experience, and this is going to be very important for Adler. He's going to learn a lot of lessons. Um, it'll kind of be like having another quarterback coach, someone who's been there, done that, you know, won a title, uh, kind of. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I have. I need to work out all my Jalen Hurts jokes because it's still, it's still kind of weird. And when he was at Alabama, I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of ripped on him on a little bit. I referred oh, to him yeah. as a running back, but. Uh, I think he might be a little bit. He might be a little more than that. I hope he is. Uh, it's because it's because since then, yes, there, I mean, for his freshman year, he did not have much throwing. He was an okay thrower, and his wide receivers really made the play. Um, Calvin Ridley helped him a lot, and there's obviously no denying that. But as he grew, he got better. That's what happens with football players. Very rarely do you see a true freshman come in and like Trevor Lawrence and do amazing, even on the defensive side of the ball for all the people that are balling on um, Buki. Whenever I got mad about Buki, I wasn't mad at Buki himself. I was more mad about the coaching staff, putting him out there and putting him into those positions. Freshmen have a learning curve. And if you have a good enough learning curve where you go out there and start as a true freshman, even at the quarterback position, that shows a lot. It really does. Exactly. It's it's a very hard thing to start as a freshman. Doesn't happen often. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing Rattler in the uh, spring game. It's going to be a very ex- interesting spring game. With uh, well, no, Rattler won't be. Yeah, he won't be on campus. Never mind. I'm excited to see Tanner Mordecai in the spring game as well. Um, yes. Yeah. It's it's a shame we won't get to see him for the spring game because he definitely be really cool. Seen him throw to Jane Hazel at the Elise and Trajan Bridges. What weird old country music artist are we going to get for the uh, spring game? What are, we, we need to we need to create some odds here. No, see, it's going to be something that is like going to appeal to the crowd. I mean, Kings of Leon probably. That would you know? Okay, I mean, Kings of Leon. Sense. Kings of Leon. That would be awesome. Actually, I'd be cool with that. That's that. That's a step up. That wouldn't be because they're all Sooner fans, or a couple of them are Sooner fans. They have a higher energy. It's definitely better than Trace Atkins was last year. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of an easy answer to who's coming to play. Who knows if they're even going to do a concert again? I, I, I mean, that might just be something that we just 
botch and just do another, um, a different thing. Who knows? Really? Yeah, it'll be. I don't see a rapper. Nah, I don't think it'll be a rapper. It's just kind of a funny. The, the whole Trace Atkins still still kind of a funny thing that happened. I, I kind of still can't believe they're like, you know, the children really want to hear Trace Atkins. We got to bring them out. But the people who go to the spring game are people that are football fanatics. They don't go because of the concert. The only people who really enjoyed the concert probably are the people who got drugged there. Uh, you know, the the people that were there are already going to be there anyways to watch OU football. So it's really aimed at impressing the recruits. And although Kings of Leon may not be something that a lot of recruits listen to, it's still interesting to see, hey, these are guys that like OU and they're very, very successful in their profession. We're not some podunk town. You is know? Kings of Leon like an – is this like – like educated like you're like an educated uh, guess here do you have any info on this oh no i just know there there's people that speculate just like that's what would make sense there's nothing out there um it's like i said just the easy answer but i mean like i was saying it's whenever you see people oh this guy's from oklahoma and these guys like oklahoma it, it, i feel like some recruits kind of say i don't want to go oklahoma it's just some nothing place you know it's not california it's not usc it's you know, so I mean that that's kind of our shot at it, maybe, maybe. But I, I I don't think the concert is what sells recruits, so I don't think we need to make too much of a big deal. No, 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 not at all. It doesn't matter. I mean, we had we had one. I mean, last year's uh, last year's spring game was legendary, legendary. I mean, oh my good goodness. god, that 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 was an all timer. Like Lincoln Riley, when he, when you get his big events like the Champu barbecue and uh, the spring game, he is unstoppable. There's something he does. I don't know what it is, but that's that's where OU sets. It seems like that's where we really kind of take big leaps in our recruiting classes. Oh yeah, because it, it's you go in and the recruits know, hey, this this is like a pressure. Like we want you to commit at this thing, and if one kid does it. The next kid's going to do it, and it snowballs on itself. And everybody wants to commit if everybody else is. You see a big-time five-star guy next to you commit? Yeah, I want to as well. I mean, that's kind of what happened with R.J. Henderson and Theo Weiss last time. Uh, sucks that R.J. isn't with us anymore. But it's not. It's okay because we got Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. But uh, it, it, supposedly we would have taken Hazelwood and R.J. Henderson. So can you imagine <sighs> that? wide receiving good core. god uh that would have that would have been unreal and if rj henderson would have maintained his rivals ranking don't forget rj henderson used to be a top five top 10 rivals ranked guy he's just been plummeting recently i'm not really sure why i don't think he's really been doing that hot in all of the camps and stuff so i don't really read too much into that but yeah i mean the spring game will be fun it's something always just as a from a football fan standpoint it's cool just to see everybody that's that's why I enjoy looking at the whole roster, and there's not one person I really don't know their name, and you get to see all of them. You get to see the the third string defensive end, and you get to see a guy like Levi Draper last year, who's led the team in tackles in the spring game. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to be really good, and you you on him, and you don't know why he doesn't go in the whole year. Yeah, it's it's it can be misleading. It's really just kind of a fun day. Um, Got to go to that spring sale though. That's I I had a couple buddies who went, and I'm. Not gonna lie, kind of jealous. They got some pretty good loot there for not too much. So uh, that that's mm-hmm. April thirteenth, yeah, uh, Masters Saturday, which to some old people or you know people who like golf, that's a bit of a bummer, I guess. But they probably weren't going anyways. Oh, come on, it's it's the it's the Saturday. I understand that. Oh, you just don't watch the Saturday. That's like saying you don't watch a basketball game till the fourth quarter. 
I think golf's a little different. You exactly. Know? And the spring game's a very big deal. And, I mean, if you feel very inclined, just watch it on TV. But it's for people that really follow recruiting, just love OU football, it's, it's always going to trump golf. For sure. Uh, another pretty big thing that's kind of happened um, – uh, Alex Grinch filling out some of his defensive uh, uh, position coaches. You know, some pretty big moves here. Uh, OU cleaned house, which they should have on their position coaches because, you know, that they hold as much responsibility as anyone for the underperforming defense. Um, got some good, got some pretty good moves, including a former suitor and Barry Odom. Uh, what do you think, Jameson? Of, of, is it it's Brian? It's Brian. Barry, Brian. Barry's at, yeah, Barry's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his brother at, at last yeah, name last name pod. It doesn't help that they have the B first names as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, Brian Odom and uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Roy, I keep wanting to say Williams. Manning. Roy Manning. Yeah, Roy Manning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Odom ate a boy. Um, bred in Oklahoma, went to Oklahoma. He played running back here for one year, and then I think transferred to like somewhere in another some JUCO in Oklahoma. And played the rest there. But he's been doing really well as a linebacker's coach under his brother at Missouri. And if what what I like to do kind of is go on to like the threads of, say, Ohio State to see stuff about Grinch and see stuff about the Missouri thread about Odom. And it seemed like a lot of the Missouri people were upset he's leaving, that he was doing really well for linebackers there. And he's going he's gonna, to um, coach the inside linebackers. And why... They haven't really released who's going to do outside linebackers. Uh, we assume it to be Ruff and McNeil. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be Diaco. I we haven't announced that Diaco's leaving, but I guess we never really announced that Kerry Cooks is leaving. So I really don't know what the holdups on that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how you know the rest of the uh, puzzle pieces fit into place. Um. Especially if Diaco takes a position to see maybe if we get another uh, one of those kind of defensive analyst type of guys to come in and look at things and not um, not coach directly. Um, mm-hmm. that, that would be it. I'd figure Diaco's gone. Yeah, I, I, Diaco's probably moving on to his next big thing. But uh, I'm excited, especially for Manning. That guy is hype. I saw some of his videos at UCLA. The guy's just, you know, yelling and you know, getting all fired up. And that's kind of what we need for that, especially for that unit, which can sometimes look a little, 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 uh, not excited out there. A little, a little lethargic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of Sooner fans are kind of hesitant about the Manning hire. They really liked Manning as an outside linebackers guy, because that's what he was at UCLA as a coach. And that's what he played at in his playing career as a linebacker. But then we go and randomly hire him as a cornerbacks coach. Grinch specializes in the secondary. And while we might be hesitant about Roy Manning's um, experience, he did have one year of coaching cornerbacks at Michigan. And he did really well. I think he, they like averaged less than 200 yards per um, game in passing yards. And Grinch is going to do his thing back then. It's like it's like worrying about Lincoln Riley hiring someone that doesn't have any experience for to teach like quarterbacks. You know, like Lincoln's going to do his thing with the quarterbacks. You know, and whoever the other guy is is just kind of a supplemental. Roy Manning is Grinch's guy. Like they were together at Washington State, 
and he's got so much energy and if he can learn under Lincoln Riley the recruiting aspect of thing this guy's going to really appeal to some kids even though he doesn't have that big of a resume when it comes down to who he's recruited he you can just look at his videos and there's going to be so many people that are going to fall in love with this energy. Yeah and that's very important especially because the the big thing with Kerry Cooks is his energy he was always like a players coach uh excellent recruiter or kind of he was a pretty good recruiter from what i understood yeah, we just lost to 2020 running back because of him, the real rooster. <laughs> not, not the real rooster. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that was the weirdest decommit because all of the guys we lost were on defense. So was he, I, I guess, I guess Cooks was also recruiting just guys in general or? So Cooks and Mike Stoops were assigned to Florida. So doesn't matter what position. They were the guys that they went out and traveled to Florida to go see him. Lincoln would obviously go too occasionally, but that's why I I get the kind of hunch that most of our non-offensive players just are kind of far Cali sooner, Florida sooner kind of guys. A lot of our offense came from Texas, with the exception of Jaden Hazelwood. That was just kind of a big OU connection there. But yeah, so I mean, he he just he decommitted and. Uh, as a twenty twenty side of things, that might be dis- disconcerting, and uh, maybe not. We've got a really, really uh, big, long list of very high end running backs that are interested in OU. Zach Evans, who's like number two overall player in the nation, is considering us. Kendall Milton, another five star, he's from California, he's high on us. And then there's another kid. Uh, God, I'm blanking on his name. But it's another it's another high end middle of the road four star guy that's also considering us too, but this we have no concerns uh, and we still got Jace McClellan as a five star running back. This next year's running back class is going to be equivalent to the wide receiver class of this year, which is pretty good because I I think we have some good backs right now. Um, but you know after this season it's going to be time to kind of reload that. Uh, it's it's going to get it's going to get. To, to quote uh, Red Dirt Sports pin tweet, it's about to get biblical uh, offensively. Oh no, you paying attention to fake news, Red Dirt? Oh sports? no, no, no! I I I, already, I always can sniff out a fake news Red Dirt sport, sport tweet. <laughs> oh my goodness, who who was it that got fooled on it? <sighs> really it someone. Bad. I, I someone ate the trash. I can't remember who it was. Well, everybody everybody's grandpa did. Well, that yeah. But, I mean, that's like that, that's his main target but, right there. <laughs> It's it's so sad. Seth McGowan is the guy's the other guy's name that I couldn't think of. But yeah, but with yeah, Jalen Knight and decommitting, don't be worried. And there's still a shot that he could recommit to us. It's just he got recruited by guys that got fired, so he wants to feel more of the waters. He's so young, twenty twenty so far. But yeah, enough. Yeah, we're that. yeah, we're already uh, kinda in the recruiting corner a little bit, so uh let's let's further the, this kind of topic a bit. Um as you mentioned earlier, two eyes still out there. Who do you think they might be? Well, we got we got the one eye last night with David Ugawugabu. So let's put that out there. And the other eye was not Jalen Hurts. So for people who think that Jalen Hurts did not get an eye, kind of weird. I thought that there'd be kind of one after the fact of his Tribune because Lincoln a lot of the times with certain high-end guys, he'll do an eye afterwards, kind of let the player have their spotlight so it's not so obvious that he's talking about them. Uh, but so one eye out there, that's Danielson Ike. I'm 99% sure he took a visit uh, a couple weeks ago. 
and he is an offensive tackle from St. Louis. Big guy. He's got a frame on him. He'll be good. Uh, there is a good story about him, I think, on Rivals.com that was talking about his roots from Africa, and that's pretty cool if you all want to go read that. And then, but so after that, we're almost rounding up our class, and I think we got two more guys that come into this class. Um, one, I am starting to think it's going to be Enoch Vimahi committing to OU rather than USC. He was the other visitor that came with Danielson Ike. Brandon Drum, big-time 247 sports uh, OU guy. He knows probably one of the biggest insiders of all OU sports. Just put up his crystal ball for Enoch to come to OU. Enoch was previously a silent commit to USC, but after his visit to OU, he pushed back his commitment date to back to the late signing day. So I feel like we have a really good um, shot with him, especially with Stacey Wilkins and EJ down there at the Polynesian Bowl right now, recruiting him really hard. And then the other one would be Brandon Pierce, the guy I've been talking about, the Marquise Hollywood Brown equivalent, same JUCO at College of the Canyons in California, not highly recruited, but really fast. Just some guy we could bring in and see if he explodes like a Hollywood did. We All of our wide receivers we have right now in our system, we don't have any of those really fast speed, um, straight, like kind of go route kind of guys. J. Colin Crawford, uh, going to be redshirt freshman, probably is the closest thing to that, maybe a Jalen Robinson. But Jay Quillen's more of a slot kind of out route, make a quick move, more of to the fact of what Sterling Shepard would play. But still, we got a lot to look at with recruiting. Um, come Feb- early February, we'll know more, but I feel pretty good. We'll get those two guys that, went, that I said, and we'll complete probably a top three recruiting class. That's what we're on in Rivals right now. Yeah. We're behind Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, and I, I think I trust Rivals more than the other ones, especially, like, ESPN is probably the worst system. It is... I, I don't know what's going on there. It's kind of trash. I I like 247. I, I don't know why. It's just what I've always looked at. But Rivals is also good. It's so weird how they're so different. Because, I mean, Theo Weiss was the number two player in the nation for a long time. and But he's like... 19 or something in uh in 247 doesn't 247 also have doesn't 247 also have uh spencer rattler like really low for some reason they've got they've they've been moving okay that's good he's i think he's actually they they've changed it recently so i think spencer's getting really close to taking over theo actually yeah theo actually isn't the number two guy anymore he got dropped in rival i think he's like number eight now so that sucks, or number nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, at this point, you know, stars and all that kind of stop mattering. You know, as we get closer to National Signing Day, it's it's a good class. It's I it's top three. It's that that's where you need to be. You need I, these type of guys to take on the Alabamas and the Georgia or and the Georgias and Clemsons of the world. If we are number three and the only two people above us are Alabama and Georgia, that is a huge win. And I understand stars don't matter rankings and notoriety does like whenever you can show the next class of recruits say hey this is what we got coming in this is a number three class you want to come make an even better one yeah people are going to hop of course it's it's for me it's less stars and more tiers of recruitment if you're in the top five uh if you're constantly in the top five top ten of recruiting rankings that's pretty good i i mean there's a marked difference between between a top five top ten a team that gets top five, top ten uh, recruits, and you know one that's in the twenties. You can t- you can see it in these OU games. Just look at how we oh, just yeah. look at us against Oklahoma State. Look at us against 
you know, let's say Baylor TCU, there's clearly a dis- a, a huge discrepancy in the type of athlete playing in it. Um, and while that doesn't mean everything, you, it does. It's not the end all be all. Uh, it clearly gives us an advantage. Yes, definitely. And if we believe in Alex Grinch and he can develop these guys, we'll start seeing more of the talent from these guys like Buki that we didn't think played up to his level of hype. I think Buki could be, even though he, he I. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved over to a cornerback position. It might beat out a guy like Trey Norwood and move him over to safety. Interesting news on it. Robert Barnes, I think, tore tore like a hamstring or something like that. And he's probably not going to be back for spring. Oh, wow. So that safety position is wide open. Like DeLaren Turner-Yell and Patrick Fields wide open. So Trey Norwood might dip his toes and keep safety. And you know what that means. I don't think Motley's beating out Buki for that spot. No, I think I think Motley really needs to have a step up type of year. Um, I mean, I feel like we've been saying that since he's you know kind of dipped uh, uh, two seasons ago, but I don't know. Uh, let's cut. Co- You'll finally see a progression this year. That's that's one thing I'll put my foot down. Now that Kerry Cooks is gone, it'll stop being the, the we bring in cornerbacks to have a good first year and then they dip. I think we'll finally see these guys are getting better. There's going to be a learning curve with Grinch's defense because it's going to be something different, although it'd be very similar to the scheme that we played at the beginning of the year. It's still moving and disguising and going fast and going for turnovers is going to be different. But I really do see at the end of the year, we're going to see improvement rather than just baseline activity from our uh, defensive backs. Of course. Um, let's cover a little, just some, you know, housekeeping issue, you know, stuff with OU, some, some stuff we've missed, uh, in the gap. Uh, we're about to wrap this one up. Quick little podcast. Uh, Bobby Evans declared for the draft, like literally a day after our, uh, pod yesterday, or God. last pod. And, and I was saying that he was going to come back. So that sucks. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, obviously our, our O-line death is pretty darn good and beaten though is, you know, he's a boss, but Anytime you're having to replace three guys, you know, on a, on a line, there's going to be an issue. Uh, four. four guys. That's right. Four. Four. My bad. <laughs> Shoot. Oh gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Let that sink in. I think it might be good long term because you know, anytime you can build cohesion, cohesion with a line, it leads to pretty good success. We've seen that. We've seen that pretty good with this year. Uh, th- this year's line had been together for quite a while. Um, but again, it, it, it all. It all kind of leans towards thinking of 2021 as being kind of the the year where this this thing is going to get start getting real. Um, having having that line, the junior year of this class, exactly, exactly. Like this, there you know, there's going to be some time where this is like this team is about to be really, really scary good. Um, but it's going to take some time, especially on the O line. Uh, I think we'll probably see some hiccups here and there, but. It's going to be, I think our schedule lines up pretty all right. I think if they can get it together by Texas, we'll be fine. If we can get past South Dakota, I think we'll be Oh, fine. no. It's, they're not even the Jackrabbit kind. They're, they're the other South Dakota. They're like... Coyotes, they're, I think. I, they have a generic paw print. I can't tell what it is. I think, I think it's Coyotes. But, uh, yeah, why I'm not worried about four offensive linemen leaving is because we got the best offensive line coach in the game. And also, think about this. Last season, or this, I guess, I guess you can consider this most recent season. Last season, now 
Uh, Cody Ford moved into a position that he never played, and he had barely played that too much on the offensive line, been in and out with injuries, came in at right tackle, and now he's projected as a top 10 player in this draft. Yep. I'm not worried. No, I'm not worried either. I, I, I think they're... I think there are enough worries on the defensive end to not... I'm not really worried about the offense. I think it's still going to be insane. It might not be what we what we what we were used to. There might be a little more hiccups here and there. Um, but you know what? I, I'm not worried at all. I think it'll be fine. Um, other thing, we touched on it a little earlier, Austin Kendall transferring West Virginia. Uh, initially blocked. A uh, little, little controversial. Um, got that reversed a couple hours later, but... Uh, what do you what do you think about that? What, do you think do you think we should have stuck through with the block, or do you think uh, do you think it's like a kind of immoral thing? I see both sides of it. Uh, one side of me is the competitive side of saying we're applying by the rules of the Big Twelve, and we're going to use our resources to our advantage. Uh, I mean, of course, we wouldn't want Austin Kendall playing two years versus us once a year every time if we can take him out. We can. Um, and I think that caused a lot of tension between Kendall's camp and ours. But on the other side of things where it's pro- I'm more leaning towards is these guys are kids. These are, these are not professional athletes. It's, we're not in the NFL. And the kids get screwed over by too many rules already too much. The recruiting process, you can't decommit past your signing um, while coaches like Cliff Kingsbury can sign and move on. I think that's a little unfair. Uh, you're stuck. And then the whole transfer, the, the, the other the other thing that comes down to transfers, you know, it's like the rules where you can't go anywhere you want. It's There's so many other rules that apply to it. So, I mean, Austin Kendall has got caught in such a weird situation being behind two Heisman winners that I'm at the point of go let him play in West Virginia. People, more and more it comes out now that he's gone is – this guy was not doing well in practice. He was throwing interceptions left and right. And while the hype was that he was doing, uh, giving Kyler Murray a big competition at the beginning, it was because Kyler Murray came out and just was playing like crap. They both were playing like crap, and OU was so scared, and they didn't know what to do. And then finally Kyler Murray started doing well and just blew away Austin Kendall. So Austin Kendall wasn't as much as it, Really, he was hyped up to be because his reference point of Kyler stock rose, and he was kind of down in the dumps. Yeah, and he had a couple decent showings. Uh, granted, against not great teams, but uh, he's entering a West Virginia team that has a pretty depleted uh, wide receiving core. You know, with David Stills leaving and a couple other guys. Uh, but it's still going to Jennings gone too. I think so. I I need to check. West Virginia, I think, might be in for some tough times here. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound after losing Holgerson and, um, it, it, I mean Holgerson and Will Greer. It's going to be a big transition point for them. I'm still a little worried uh, for him coming to Norman. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, that seems yeah. that seems like it could be. I'm kind of glad it's not in Morgantown. That could have been. It, it, well, I'm glad any game's on Morgantown. That place is a snake pit. But um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, October nineteenth, I believe. So. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm not really worried about him coming against us. Yeah, he's going to be better than their, their their quarterback that they played in the bowl game, back up to Will Greer, was horrible. 
absolutely horrible. Thank God for the sanity of West Virginia that they got another quarterback. Because that was going to be bottom of the Big 12 bad. Like, Baylor would be whooping it, next it was good. It was so bad. I'm still mad at him for that Camping World performance. Just pathetic. Yeah. I mean, good for Austin Kendall. I think he'll really spread his wings there. Uh, if he had Dana there, it'd be even better. I just don't really expect him to be some kind of star and light it up. You know, it's West Virginia is going to have a rough year next year. Yeah, Dana's going to be interesting in Houston. Um, got him coming to Norman too, actually. The poor guy just can't escape OU, I guess. Ah, uh, man. I mean, we go where the money is, and uh, Houston beat us two years ago. So we've we've got we got a revenge factor, even though they don't have really that good of a team next year. Uh, we'll come out and. And I, I feel like a little part of us going to really even want to stomp him more because of Dana. For sure. Yeah, no, that'll definitely bring up some good old memories. It's, it's going to be an interesting ball game. Um, last kind of note here. Let's talk, let's talk a little OU basketball. What do you say? Like, let's, uh, let's touch on this a bit. Wow. It's been a weird season. Um, I mean, we've, we've, we've had good games, played good teams, kind of tight. Um, I, we finally got a top 25 win against TCU, if you could call it that. Uh, peaked at 20 last week. And then it just, I don't know what happened, but the the ground fell out and we just got whooped by that Kansas State team. Uh, K-State 74, OU 61 in Norman. Uh, so here here's the real question. Should we start like being concerned about this team possibly not being the real deal in the Big 12? Do you think it can hold up to the, the conference grind? Uh, I think we need to go back to what we thought at the beginning of the season to where OU is not that good of a team. And it's Big 12 is a very good conference. I was very high on K-State in the preseason because coming off an Elite Eight team, that pretty much returns everyone. The problem was they've had Dean Wade out recently, and he's kind of their glue. And he's came back the past couple games. And it showed. He whooped us. He got 20-something points on us. Barry Brown is really good for K-State. This is a team that I put in the same tier as Texas Tech. I think they're very, they can definitely creep up and give some people problems in the Big 12, and especially in the Big 12 tournament. OU is going to be in that lower level of like that 7 out of 10 range in the Big 12. Uh, if Christian James isn't hitting shots, we don't have really any other creators. Brady Manick has shown what we were scared of. He needs to be a second fiddle or a third fiddle. He can't do his own thing. So when Christian, we ride and die by Christian James, and you never, ever want to ride and die by one. No, and, and not only that, but Christian James isn't the type of guy you can ride or die on. I've, I said that in the earlier part of the season. While he's a good scorer, he's not a guy you can rely on to get a bucket. He just kind of he just kind of takes the game at his own pace, which is usually kind of slow, and whenever you need a bucket, you just kind of have to have to hope something goes in. Um, I think it's I think it's too premature to say we're in the low level yet. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think I think the next three games are going to be very telling, uh, or next three Big Twelve games, and, and I guess even four are going to be very telling. Uh, in in Austin on uh, Saturday, that's I guess it's tomorrow at the time of this recording. That's. That's always a tough place. The drum is always a tough place to, to uh, win there. Texas kind of down on their luck. And OSU in uh, Gallagher-Iba. Both of those games are very winnable. But if OU can't win those, then they're, they're, they're just not that. They're just probably not a tournament team. Uh, 
Yeah, I th- I still think we're a tournament team. I think the Big 12 is just that deep. I think we're just going to be kind of a fringe team. I mean, just look at the Big 12. Pull up the 10 teams and, and rank them. And saying OU at 7 or 6, that's honestly still very good. That puts, like, say, Kansas 1, Texas Tech 2. Skills-wise, I think K-State is 3. But you'd put usually an Iowa State up there. And I think Texas is more talented than us. They don't get a lot of good hype because they kind of started off shaky. But they've got Kerwin Roach and that Ostakowski guy. Very good. And then I think it's kind of a crapshoot between us and TCU. Uh, you sh- saw how close we played at home. If we go play at their place, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a similar close game. So that puts us right around six or something. Yeah, I, I think we're – I, I, I kind of look at it, I think we're more four through six. Because uh, I think there's a tier of Iowa State, TCU, and us. Not sure about Baylor yet. A little on the fence about them. Um, but I, I think we're, we're either it, – it's just interesting to see – well, it'll be interesting to see if Texas can bounce back and be the team that, you know, they have been. But they, they've they taken some tough losses. Uh, clearly, OSU and West Virginia are the worst teams in the conference. One team just had to do one, – one team's going through, I mean, you know, walk-on – uh, tryouts right now to, to fill out their team, and West Virginia has just fallen off a cliff, man. Zero and five in the conference. That's just. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we're better than Texas? Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. I think. I think. I think we're close. I think we might be just a bit better if we can if we play to our full, full potential of, you know, kind of being good on defense and. Um, and not let re- really not letting open uh, like the, not re- not letting people take open shots. Uh, that that brown kid for uh, Kansas State was just crazy. Number five, uh, mm-hmm. it's Barry. Is it Barry Brown? Yeah, Barry, Barry Brown. Barry Brown. Okay, yeah. No, he he was he was just stroking it. And you, you saw you saw the issue pop up against TCU as well with that Noy guy. I mean, if. If we if we let guys take open shots, it's always going to be a bad time. Very similar to the Thunder, just no three point defense at the moment. It killed us in uh, the Wisconsin game too. Yes, and Jamani is not not the same. It, last season, his hook shot was deadly. He was so athletic. At the beginning of the season, he hurts his ankle, and he just doesn't look like the kind of player we need him to be. It's it's to the point where we're putting Matt Freeman out there too much and making Freeman do stuff that he should not be doing. It, like playing basketball? <laughs> yes. I mean, Matt Freeman was leading our team in three-point percentage for a little while. At the beginning, before the TCU game, he was shooting, I think, like 36%, 37%. But then he's been on a skid where he's like been one for 20 from the three-point line since or since before that. So it's like it's it's been bad for Freeman. I've, I haven't been the biggest Freeman fan. Uh, but, yeah, I just... We're just in a skid, and I've talked about this with Thunder Basketball. It's skids happen in basketball, and uh, we need to get Jamani healthy if we want a chance to be big time. If we want to be number four, like you're saying, Jamani has to be healthy. Of course. With Jamani hurt, there's no sh- I think we're seven with Jamani playing like this. It's It's going to be interesting. This this kind of meet the middle of this grind right here will be interesting. We'll obviously have much more insight on OU Basketball when we meet back in February for uh, – you know, National Signing Day uh, talk, and you know, covering you know the end of January, we'll we'll know what this team is, um, because we'll kind of have played the garbage teams out of the way, get the garbage teams out of the way, and get towards the meat of our schedule. Uh, if you want to hear more Thunder talk, we got a little Thunder podcast going on as well, the Off the Wagon Pod that will be 
popping up a new episode on probably Monday. It's going to be some nice spice there. It's it's gotten it, anytime a team doesn't do well. This is kind of nice because whether you football, we just kind of argued about defense a bit. But having kind of flawed teams is fun to talk about because it definitely gets the tensions a little high. So definitely have to listen to that one. We just argue more about defense with the Thunder. It, that's true, but at least this time it's like well, okay. Yeah, that's true. I guess we're I guess we're right there. <laughs> I mean, it's still defense. Every time it's defense. Um <laughs> defense wins championships. They ain't lying about yeah, that. That's, yeah, that's that's true. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, uh that's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited for that. Well, so definitely tune in for that. Well, Jameson, that's kind of all the OU news I have. It's about to get it's about a bit get pretty cold here so um keep an eye on that off the wagon pod we'll start seeing more activity there uh so yeah do you have anything else you need to say no yeah i feel like you won't hear from us till after early signing period uh, i mean not early but late signing period and i love how late signing period is right next to the nba trade deadline so there's a lot to talk oh, yeah. about Pod- there there will be some heavy podcasting going on there it'll, it'll be fun uh so yeah, for uh, yeah for me and Jameson, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll catch you around soon, Boomer Sooner.